Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Sunday, January 31st, 2021, and this is day 1069 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we honor you and praise you above all. There is none like you. Thank you so much for blessing us with the wherewithal to go forth and fulfill every single purpose you've given us for today. I ask my Lord that you will comfort the brokenhearted and heal the sick and bless those who may be in financial need. I ask, Lord, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Man, glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to MI15. Today's message is when trouble comes to your house. And I'm not being negative. I'm just stating facts. <laughs> because as we uh, do the will of the Father, the will of God, Uh, trouble will come because the enemy is angry and our enemy is Satan and he is going to do whatever he can to get us off track. So he will come up with ways to accuse us. He is an accuser of the brethren and to falsely accuse us of things that we did not do or make it look like something that we've done was done uh, in an in out of wrong intentions. So we're going to be learning more about Daniel. I love the book of Daniel. Um, But we talked about uh, Daniel yesterday, uh, about what he went through. We're going to talk about him today. We're coming out of Daniel chapter 2, verse 24 through 48. So I'll go ahead and get started. Oh, and let me just preface it with the king had a dream and he was upset because no one could interpret the dream. But here's the thing. The king would not tell his wise men, wise men, his soothsayers, all these people that he had uh, around him in his uh, kingdom. He would not tell him them the dream. So they had to come up with the dream and the interpretation of the dream, <laughs> which is really not fair. But let's look and see what God did. So. Uh, starting at uh, Daniel chapter 2, verse 24, it says, Then Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to execute the wise men of Babylon, and said to him, Oh, I forgot to tell you, the king was having every single one of the wise men executed, and Daniel and his friends were a, long, a, a part of that group. All right, so so Daniel now, he's going to the Arioch to, to talk about this. He says, Do not execute the wise men of Babylon. Take me to the king, and I will interpret his dream for him. Arioch took Daniel to the king at once and said, I have found a man among the exiles from Judah who can tell the king what his dreams mean, what his dream means. Um, So the king asked Daniel, uh, uh, also called Belteshazzar, Are you able to tell me what I saw in my dream and interpret it? Daniel replied, No wise man, enchanter, magician, or diviner can explain to the king the majesty he has asked about, the mystery he has asked about. But there is a God, oh glory, in heaven who reveals mysteries. He has shown King Nebuchadnezzar what will happen in days to come. Now you notice 
It would be easy to take God's glory right here. It would be easy to say, yeah, I'm all this, I'm all that. I'm the one that's going to interpret your dream. But but Daniel said, no, 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 Let, let's, not, let's not get this twisted. It is God in heaven who reveals mysteries. So he's making sure to give him the glory. Then he goes into saying, here's what, what you dream. <laughs> he says, as your majesty was lying there, your mind turned to things to come. And the revealer of mystery showed you what's going to happen. As for me, this mystery has been revealed uh, to me, not because I have greater wisdom than anyone else alive, but also, but so that your majesty may know the interpretation and that you may understand what went through your mind. So you see Daniel was fulfilling his purpose. Your majesty looked and there before you stood a large statue, an enormous dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of baked clay. While you were watching Watching, a rock was cut out, but not by human hands. It struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and smashed them. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were broken all to pieces and became like chafe on a threshing floor in the summer. The wind swept them away. So on the threshing floor... Uh, that is where they would um, thresh their uh, uh, the seeds. What the what uh, from? Oh my goodness! Let me make sure to say this right. So, <laughs> on the threshing floor, this is where they would divide the wheat. So they would threshing it by beating it, and the bad part of it would fly away, which was the the chafe. And then the good part would remain on the threshing floor. All right. <laughs> and so he, it says here that um, the wind swept them away without leaving a trace. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole earth. This was the dream. And now we will interpret it to the king. He says, we will interpret it. He, he didn't say I. Uh, he's giving God glory again. He says, the God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands, he has placed all mankind and the beast of the field and the birds in the sky. Wherever they live, he has made you ruler over them all. You are that head of gold. After you, another kingdom will arise inferior to yours. Next to a third kingdom... Next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron breaks and smashes everything. And as iron breaks things to pieces, so it will crush and break all the others. Just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly of baked clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet, will have some of the strength of iron in it, even as you saw iron mixed with clay. 
As the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw the iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will be a mixture and will not remain united any more than iron mixes with clay. Man, if this does not sound like what we deal with today in this world that we live in, how we're, um, you know, we're not united, we're, we're divided, and, and we, we've got the strong, we've got the weak, we've got those that are wealthy, pulling from those who are poor, and, and making money off of the poor. It is just amazing to see this. Um, verse 44, in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that will never be destroyed, mm. nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end, but it will itself endure forever. He's talking about the last days when God's kingdom, oh, glory to God, will be for eternity and every other kingdom will be gone. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of a mountain, but not by human hands, a rock that broke the iron, the bronze, the clay, the silver, and the gold to pieces. The great God has shown the king what will take place in the future. The dream is true and his interpretation is trustworthy. Then the king of Nebuchadnezzar fell prostrate before Daniel and paid him honor and ordered that an offering and incense be presented to him. I've never seen a king fall before anybody prostrate. <laughs> that meant he fell flat on his face. Prostrate. I've not read in this Bible where that 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 showed that the king uh, was humbled and he was just blown away that God gave the answer. The king said to Daniel, "Surely your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and a revealer of mysteries. For you were able to reveal this mystery." Then the king placed Daniel in a high position and lavished many gifts on him. He made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon and placed him in charge of all its wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego administrators over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained at the royal court. You see, Daniel said, hold up. Hold up, swell up. <laughs> oh, that's what some of the young kids say to me. Oh, uh, listen, he said, look, I want to make sure you include my friends in this. And I'm sure the king said, whatever you say. So point number one, there will be times in your lives that you are accused of doing something wrong when you're totally innocent, where you're simply thrown into the mix because of a, because of association this can be devastating and sometimes can lead to death, just as it did with Daniel. You know, and I didn't read it all. You, you really need to go back to the first part of chapter two. Uh, read it from the beginning. There was lots that happened prior to this, and I just summed it up. He, Daniel, did nothing wrong, but because the king was upset with some of the wise men, because they could not tell him what his dream was, nor interpret it. He threw them all together into one a group to be executed. There, The time was coming 
where they were going to all be killed. I can't tell you how many students I've talked to over the last six years who've experienced violence in their lives that led to death of a loved one, some actually dying in these young people's arms. I'm talking sixth, seventh, eighth graders, and even some younger because of retaliation and innocent people are harmed or killed. Just like what this king was setting out to do. But this, today, it is causing so much hurt, so much harm, uh, and much prayer is needed. And action. Point number two. What do you do when trouble comes to your house? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share eight things with you that Daniel did that stood out to me. And, and most of these things took place prior to what I read to you. Uh, and some of them are right in the, the verses that I read. So the first thing he did was he faced the problem. He did not avoid it or pretend it wasn't happening. And sometimes we can do that. We can be like a turtle and put our head in the shell and act like nothing is wrong when when everything is caving in around us. And there is a time where it's okay to avoid, uh, you know, um, if it's going to cause more harm. In this case, it's causing harm to avoid. So he stood up. He faced the problem. Number two, he talked to those who knew the facts so as to get an understanding. Third, he asked the king for time for and for mercy. He needed time to talk to God. Fourth, he asked his friends to pray, the ones who knew God. He did not ask the other wise men to pray. He needed those who had a relationship with God, who knew him, the same true and living uh, God uh, of all the earth. See, they were worshiping idols. He needed to make sure that those who were praying were praying to the God Almighty. Fifth, he stood up for others in the process. You know, not only his life and his friend's life, but for all of the of the wise men, wise men, soothsayers, and all of those titles. He praised and thanked God for giving him the answer. So he got the answer prior to going to the king, and he took time out. There, there are several verses where he praised and thanked God. Number seven, he boldly stood before the king with faith in God to give him the words to say. He didn't care that he was king. He talked to him like he would any other human being. We can't get caught up in titles. We must treat everyone the same with the same love and kindness and, and respect. Uh, and so he did. He, he, didn't, he didn't look at him like he was anyone better. The only one that we should put up any higher than anyone else is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, our God, our King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And and then number eight, he gave God all the glory. He did not take God's glory, and that is a dangerous thing to do. <laughs> we don't want to ever take God's glory. We don't want to ever get prideful and make it seem like it's all about us. Uh, we need to make sure that we give God the credit for all the things that he's doing through us. I'll never forget 
uh, several years ago uh, when my husband was working for this company. He had been there for several years and uh, he put together these giant uh, uh, saws. They were diamond tip saws that they would use to uh, in um, at airports uh, in the runway to make the grooves uh, in the runway. They used them for several things, these huge pieces of equipment. And the men that put those together, they didn't have guidelines. They, they just had to learn. And uh, he was very good at what he did. Well, he was taking one of the parts, that, one of the pieces of equipment that he had put together, uh, picking it up on a with a forklift and and putting it into a big rig truck that had just backed up to the dock. And as he was rolling his forklift to into the truck just before um, the uh, forklift left the 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 dock, the back wheels left the dock, the truck started rolling. Immediately he jumped off of the forklift and it fell off of the dock. He, of course, the forklift broke up into pieces. He he jumped off the dock because this freewheeling big wood rig truck was loose and, and rolling down the hill. And he ran after it and got into the truck, got close enough to it or into it to put the brake on, the brake that the driver forgot to put on. You would think that by doing such a thing that he would be rewarded or at least, you know, said, hey, you need to go on home and take some time off. You've done something good to save the company. But no, behind closed doors, all the uh, big wigs or whatever met and decided that my husband did a wrong thing, that he should not have let the forklift fall off the dock and break into pieces. Yeah, they said, you should have rolled it out. You too should have fallen off that dock and died with the with the forklift. Basically, that's what they were saying. My husband couldn't believe it. And it created so many problems on his job. And uh, he had got hurt, so he had to go see the doctor. He had to go under workers' comp. And uh, to make a long story short, uh, he was harassed. He ended up having to take off. Uh, from his job uh, and file a lawsuit. Um, and over a period of a year or more, he went through surgery on his knee more than once to get a knee replacement. Uh, he ended up having a heart attack, uh, not once, but about three times over you know, a period of a couple of years. Everything, it just created so many problems that not only affected him, but affected the whole household. My husband was uh, the main supporter of the household financially. I had my own business and uh, it was not uh, sufficient enough to bring in uh, enough income as my husband did and all the benefits. Uh, But God. God blessed us throughout all of that process. We went to God in prayer and my husband and all of us supporting each other, God made a way for us to be sustainable throughout that time. Uh, He won his lawsuit. Uh, He was awarded uh, several thousand dollars, uh, a few hundred thousand dollars. Um, We were able to pay off things, take care of some things, Uh, but God uh, got all 
the glory. It was unfortunate that it happened the way it did. Of course, he was not able to work anymore. Uh, he ended up going on disability because of the knee, because of other things. He ended up having even more heart attacks. Um, but God has kept him. He is doing great. Uh, you would never know to look at him, but to God be the glory. I want to make sure to let you know that God loves you to be encouraged. He is with you. He said he'll never leave you or forsake you. And that trouble that you may be going through can be extremely hard, but give it to the Lord. The Lord says, cast your cares onto me for I care for you. He says, be not weary and well doing for in due season you will reap if you don't faint. Trust him. He's going to keep you strong through it all. He's. It may be different uh, from what you're used to, but it's okay. God has it all under control. Now, the first step would be to know him as your Lord and Savior, uh, as your Savior and Lord. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Ah, glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And please don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S, Ministries.org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also check us out on any of the other podcast outlets. Please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address and receive the four Greek words for love, learning more about God's agape love, which is unconditional. He loves us just be all right mighty warriors go forth and make it an awesome day fulfilling the purpose that god has given you and i will talk to you later bye-bye